0: Hi there, I'm Cameron, I don't just read comics, I love them. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, we aren't even going to be talking about comics. Today, my friend and Star Wars Jedi Master, Kyle Rice, and I are going to be talking about Disney Plus' latest Star Wars installment, Obi-Wan Kenobi. We are going to go into complete spoilers for this series, so consider yourself warned, and make sure to follow Cameron Reads Comics on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now, here is your episode. Are back with uh, another episode of Cameron Reads Comics. My name is Cameron. I don't just read comics. I love them. I am back with my friend Kyle Rice today, and today we are talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi, not a comic book series, but a television one, and not something I usually tackle on the podcast. So I brought my local expert, Kyle Rice, podcast regular. Kyle, hi. Hey,
1: Cam. How are you? Dude, I am... Wonderful! I'm excited to talk about this today.
0: Yeah, Kyle. Kyle is more into Star Wars than anyone I know. He's been into Star Wars longer than he's been into comic books. Getting into that, Kyle, will you just like walk us through your relationship with Star Wars? How like what was what are your favorite encounters or or whatever?
1: Yeah, my uh, you know, my experience with Star Wars goes back as far as I uh, have memories. My grandma. Had the original trilogy on VHS tape, um, and he ha- she had him in these like cool uh, VHS like sleeves that had you know like half of like Yoda's face on one, half of Darth Vader's face, and I think the other one was like the Death Star was on one. Or, ha- or um, I think
0: Jason actually, Jason Ashley on our favorite podcast Geek History Lesson talked about this. Was it half a stormtrooper's face?
1: It might have been. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'm lying. Who knows? We were you not? I um, think made you- it all up. <laughs> uh, no, but. I used to watch those at my uh, grandpa and grandma's house as a little kid and uh, had such a blast with them. And then, you know, I was a little kid when the prequels were coming out. And so, um, yeah, fell in love with uh, little Anakin at one point. That didn't turn out too well for me. So (laughs) You said Jake Lloyd
0: is (laughs) going to be the future of this franchise. Mm -hmm.
1: I did. And he was my favorite character, and it, yep, bit (laughs) me in the butt. In The
0: <laughs> butt. Oh my gosh. Okay, so, uh, what is your favorite uh, piece of Star Wars culture?
1: Ooh, of uh, it's definitely not the fan base. Um, <laughs> the fan base kind of sucks. Uh, it, minus probably a lot of actually really nice people. Um, but, yeah, I've,
0: it's the it's the uh, what I have found even in comic books is that it. I think I think there is something to be there is a conversation to be had about the Star Wars fan base. Uh, but it's always the vocal minority mm-hmm. is always the worst and leaves like like
1: the very loud few
0: yeah and and for me it's it's deadpool fans mm-hmm. and not if you listen to this podcast and you love deadpool awesome i want you to love deadpool but there's something about deadpool fans that is just like they are so obnoxious and i'm like they're the the, the minority of deadpool fans i'm like oh you are ruining it for the rest of them to the point where I don't even want to read Deadpool.
1: Yeah. I I think a lot of, you know, that part of the star Wars fan base, you know, the toxic ones kind of turned some people off to it. Um, where, you know, I'm, I'm the first person to tell you that the movies, every single one of them are very imperfect. Um, But I think they're fun. It's a fun space adventure, and that's kind of all I need to, you know, have Star Wars. But back to your question. Back to to our favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 My, uh, you know, my favorite piece of Star Wars culture probably, I mean, has to be one of the movies, but probably Return of the Jedi will always go down for the rest of my life as my favorite uh, Star Wars experience, and I can remember being a little kid just being like enamored that Luke had a green lightsaber now and yeah. I like couldn't believe it
0: wait okay question you should know this and if you don't then you're not a fan and we're ending the episode do we know how or where he gets that lightsaber from was it Yoda's I always thought it was Yoda's
1: it's not Yoda's um I think it's you know kind of stated like in other like World stories like it's never stated in the movies but i there's been you know, millions of pieces of, like, Star Wars. It started with fan fiction, and then I think George Lucas kind of started talking about it more and, like, kind of filling in the gaps here and there, Um, you know, plus some books here and there. But uh, to my knowledge is that with, um, you know, the help of Jedi, like, old Jedi, like, texts, and uh, I would assume probably help from Obi-Wan uh, Obi-Wan's like Force Ghost and probably Yoda that they told him how to construct a new lightsaber and that he needed what we later found out were was a kyber crystal. Yes. Um, And so I imagine Yoda telling him, hey, go check out some nearby Jedi temple that George Lucas probably made up on the spot when he was talking about it in an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, go there and build it and we'll see. Um, and something cool about that lightsaber in, in particular is that it looks a lot like Obi-Wan's lightsaber.
0: And that's what I noticed in this mm-hmm. one. And like, that is my favorite look of a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Like I think bar none, I think you and I talked, I like count Dooku's saber the most just cause mm-hmm. the diagonal looks really yeah, yeah. cool. And then, um, the, the return though, I think the return is just so clean.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, that's definitely my like all-time favorite lightsaber is Luke's uh green saber the the hilt I think is beautiful and I mean I might just think that because that's was my favorite one as a little kid but um you know here we are it's kind of funny how they they evolved like through the trilogies and how like we went back to the original or I mean to the prequels and all of a sudden everyone had like this just generic red circle button on theirs like uh Darth Maul's has like four red circle buttons and then you know, Qui-Gon has a red button. Obi-Wan has a red button on his at the time. And it's just like this like super generic looking thing. And I think it got, it was more creative like originally. Um, And it's, I don't know. Do you know how they, what the lightsabers were made of originally?
0: Uh, Kyber crystals. (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not wrong.
1: Um, But like, as far as like actual actual Mm -hmm. like props are they were the handle to like old very old um uh, cameras like film cameras oh really and that's kind of it was literally like you can take it that handle off of one of these old cameras i forget like the actual name of the Mm -hmm. certain one but um you take it off and it's literally like anakin's or luke's you know hilt like it's identical. Oh, that's, cool. and that's, that's what cool. he
0: made. And and I don't know if you know this or where I heard it or if it, if it can be confirmed but the um what's it called the sound effect from lightsabers was like Lucas holding a mic up to a projector and just the womp 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 that's how you get that
1: which mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah, I know I know it's changed like since when they first started. No it and hasn't. It, and yeah, you're right. Everything <laughs> stays the same. Um, <laughs> I'm the toxic fan base. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh no, I mean there's really cool uh, like bonus features, um you know in a lot of the the original trilogy like DVDs and Blu-rays and uh, like man I'm s- excited to not have a hundred DVDs like in my home but oh. uh that's like definitely something that that I missed was like all the bonus features of that stuff and they go th- at like Skywalker Ranch which is kind of their sound air like place where they do all the sound for their movies. And it's like the randomest things make up like blaster sounds and lightsaber sounds. And I think that is right. I think something with like a, you know, a boom tube or whatever.
0: Well, you heard it here first folks. I'm right. (laughs) That's not what I needed to hear. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now going into Obi-Wan Kenobi. Did I ask you actually before that, uh, who's your favorite star Wars character?
1: My favorite star Wars character, uh, growing up was han solo um my favorite was han solo i don't know harrison ford is just none other than cool and as you know a young boy that's kind of all i needed was him to be cool he was um i loved han solo i and then you know the prequel started coming out fell in love with qui-gon that didn't last long (laughs) um but spoilers, we get them now, you yeah, know, yeah, for a well, second. But, uh, and then I would say probably in the last like 10, 15 years after like rewatching all the movies like, like multiple times a year, um, Ewan McGregor just solidifies Obi Wan is just in my favorite character, and it's yeah. it's just entirely because of how he acts the part. Yeah. Um,
0: Every, everyone wants to give like so much credit to Alec Guinness. And I'm like, credit where credit's due, yes, he he did it first. But man, like the longevity that mm-hmm. we've had with Ewan's Obi-Wan is incredible.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why this show happened. And it's because millions of people begged for it. Whether it's online or in conversation, people begged for this situation. We wanted to see him more. Yeah. And, you know, they they... They gave it to us.
0: Yeah. Okay. And actually that brings up my favorite character too, which is also Obi-Wan mm-hmm. because I don't know, just seeing there's a, every number one, everyone wants to be a Skywalker. I'm frankly kind of sick of the Skywalkers. I'm mm-hmm. like, Anakin, we had you for six movies. I get it. Um, Luke. Yeah, man, just keep doing what you're doing, buddy. I don't know. He didn't, Luke has never been like, whoa, like so impressive to me because he's always kind of figuring it out. Obi Wan as like you know a, a, a figurehead for the Jedi Order of the past and how they've been um, affecting the future and and the legacy that comes from him you know his, the the burden placed on his shoulders almost almost greater than Anakin's or Luke's you know what I mean because, yeah. because and this show, I think balanced that really well but I just I I am so I think some of the greatest moments of heart. In the Star Wars universe, come from Obi Wan, and that that's always what's gonna that the empathy is always gonna be a thing that gets my foot in the door in any franchise, and he does that so well. So, and that's uh, also I've never watched the Clone Wars. I don't know like that's more Obi Wan. No, I couldn't tell what happened. So
1: yeah, I mean, just that little point of like Clone Wars. I mean, I don't even know who voice. I really don't know the actor who voices him in the Clone Wars, but it the character is you know, animated and uh, you know, played to act just like you and McGregor. So I mean, yeah, it, it stays pretty much consistent through the Clone Wars too. Mm-hmm. Same guy.
0: Um, okay, so into this series. Um, how did you feel into the Obi Wan series? That's what we're talking about today. I feel like we haven't mentioned it in a while. <laughs> how do you feel about where this show picked up from the prequel trilogy?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I think we got to this point where Obi-Wan was very evidently, like, living this hermit life where all was, like, pretty much all was lost. You know, he had one final duty that he felt in his life, and that was to protect Luke, and he would finish out his days on Tatooine, and thinking that nothing was going to come of it, that he'd just be able to work and protect him if absolutely necessary. Um, And I think like going back to the, uh, the loud few, there's this group of people um, who don't like, um, I guess plot, you know, Uh, they don't like how logical it is that Obi-Wan wouldn't be happy, giddy, like uh himself like comedic as he was in the the prequels um you know so many like great delivered one-liners from him in the prequels that was a little bit of like comic relief and just like total like i guess i i'm gonna use badassness Mm -hmm. um and that's something that you know we all fell in love with during the prequels but then you pick up with him and if you think about everything that happened and when Order Sixty Six took place and it's the end end of Revenge of the Sith, like he's probably doing better than most people would. Um and so I like that he's, you know, sitting there really doing nothing. He's working at like some mill or like meat plant. Yeah, some thing.
0: I feel like it's a common thing in Star Wars to be working as as a low worker and getting less pay than you should have. Yeah.
1: Um absolutely and you know, and that is also like Tatooine and, and the nature of that planet. Or like and,
0: Jakku. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, you know, just another desert planet. Um, but no, I, I like I like where we we pick up, I like where Obi-Wan is and like and I like that he's just depressed. Like he literally that's what I would call him is depressed Obi-Wan. And that's exactly where he should be. It, literally everything was turned upside down all was lost. He lost everyone he ever cared about. And here he is doing his one final duty, which I mean, at the time he was doing that like greatly, like no one was bothering Luke. No one was doing anything. And he was doing his job at the time.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I, I guess this show left me with more questions, which I think is, is, is for a franchise this big, uh, important because guess what? That means we get to explore more areas. I'm like, Ooh, you know, cause the the first one that comes to mind as we were talking earlier, I was just thinking, how come he was assigned to Luke and not Leia? You know, is that because you know Anakin was force sensitive, or da, 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 obviously because of A New Hope? But I'm just like more along the lines of like, hmm, how come one had more priority than the other, or like, you know, wh- what what's the deal with him and Yoda at this time? Because Yoda was hiding too, and how could they? How come they could not have crossed mm-hmm. paths or could they have? You know, what I mean, it's, just, it's stuff like yeah.
1: that. Yeah, I think that's that's simply just the complications of um, him, cr- George Lucas creating a story that had basically like at the end of the original trilogy, like no boundaries. Whatever he wanted to do with it, he could do with it, and that left you know so many things were mentioned in there, like a New Hope, like the Clone Wars, like all these sorts of things, and you from the get go are like what the f F is that like what's the Clone Wars like what that's what I know everyone was asking and that's what everyone wanted to see and then you get to see it and then it's like well now we just mentioned 200 other things that I need answers to Mm -hmm. hence why we get you know a whole Clone Wars animated series and then that creates more questions and it's it's just kind of like a never-ending um cycle because yeah I mean it's literally a whole like world being built You know, and there's no boundaries to it, which is which is really difficult, you know, with, you know, different, uh, I guess, like franchises such as like Lord of the Rings. And probably some people would like kill me for saying stuff like this is like there definitely feels like there's some some boundaries, you know, in in Lord of the Rings where it's on it's in Middle Earth. (laughs) (laughs) yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're yeah. at uh you know whereas this it's just it's the galaxy far far away and literally anything goes every single movie every single th- has introduced some new planet you yeah. know so it's yeah
0: it's wild I think I don't know Star Wars is just so interesting and it's so heavy because especially as someone who's so much more of like of a casual viewer like I, mm-hmm. I think I told you I didn't watch Book of Boba Fett I tried to watch it twice I can get into it I don't want to watch that's this fine. hard you know you know and that's <laughs> Like Stuff like that, where it's like, I did also, I I told you the other day, I tried to watch Clone Wars, and I think mm-hmm. I'm given it two solid tries, and everyone yep. says, skip to season two, and I'm like, that's not how my brain works. And also, <laughs> I started on season one, episode one, didn't understand what was going on at all. So. Isn't that
1: the greatest pitch for a TV show? Like, oh, it's like super boring at the beginning, but I swear it gets better. I'm like, hmm. I'm it like, should be good from the start.
0: Like you know, what it really ruins all of it for me is whenever I want to watch a new animated series, I'm like, okay, is it Batman the animated series? They're like, no. I'm like, is it Avatar the animated series? They're like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, those are like literally the most consistently solid shows like ever. So mm-hmm. that is the bar in my head, which is an unattainable bar. But I'm also like, if you're not gonna meet me where that's at, like,
1: why waste your time?
0: I don't, I don't need to watch that. Um, anyways, uh, how do you feel? Okay, so. So we as a bridge between those two how do you feel uh between the you know is it the, the 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 original trilogy and the prequels you know how do you feel like this show captures the um the how do you feel about the way it handles the retcons and everything else that is now going to affect the original trilogy
1: Sure That um, was it like I, I, mean, I talked
0: to other people about that and that seemed to be a really big deal about how da, da, da. like I guess for example Leia, and mm-hmm. and him meeting. It's like in my head, I was like, there was no, good there's no good reason why they couldn't have met before.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if, thinking to like a new hope and and thinking about, it. It's all of this and all of this feeling is built on like one line, like just. Ben Kenobi where is he you know like when they're rescuing him and they're like we with Ben Kenobi Where, where is he and then she's really concerned and so now it's like oh well now we know why she said it that way yeah. in like at that time who on earth knows what George Lucas was like thinking Yeah, where if he was just like oh well it's just who my father sent me to talk to like I may not have had any previous situations with him but honestly like now that we like have this and it's canon she hung out with like you know she was saved by him everything like that I think it's a beautiful addition Um, I think it's a beautiful I guess you could say like like you said retcon I think it's I think it's best case scenario um, where you know we could have gotten so many more like problematic things with with this that could have affected it more rather than kind of just give a little more heart to a few lines in a new hope. Yeah. You know.
0: I think I I think the little actress that played Leia all time. Like mm-hmm. I think she stole the
1: absolute show. Abs I I, I completely agree. And you know it, how how sad is it that what from the first or second ep- I think it was the first episode with just like Uh, we'll just go right out and say the corniest uh, chase scene you've ever seen in your entire life. Like, like I think there were cooler action sequences in the movie, Stuart little than, (laughs) (laughs) than in in that. Um, but that's not her fault. And like (laughs) shame on anyone who has anything negative to say about a wonderful and like heartfelt little girl who gets to play young Leia, the most beloved, like one of the most beloved characters Ever in in movies and in anything, so I think she did an absolutely phenomenal job. And I mean, yeah, these people knew what they were doing. And I would love to get like the story of how she, um, you know, got the part, and if she, if people found her, or if you know she had to like send in some tapes. And I hope we get some sort of bonus footage uh, along that and that whole experience for her.
0: The spirit that like she provides as Leia was just perfect, and. Yeah. I you know that Leia is not even someone I hold so dear in my heart, but I was like, oh my gosh, like it's so cool to see like that that little girl's energy and like spunk, you know. Yeah. It was it was just so good, and so there even even that chase scene, but like I love and it's so true that like he used those moments and I mean so well in the writing to relate that back to Padme, who's a character I don't think we got to spend enough time with. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, oh, you remind me of someone I once knew, and. Yeah, all the audience knows that it's her mother and especially the way it built into that. And again, one of the greatest star Wars moments of all time, when he talks to young Leia and he says, you have, you know, uh, this comparing her personal gifts to her father and mother, mm-hmm. exactly what I needed.
1: Beautiful. You know? I, I agree. And, um, I agree.
0: And nobody else could have done that either. Maybe Jar Jar, but <laughs> nobody else could have done that, you know? So like only could have been Obi-Wan Kenobi because it's like, It bridged a gap that, you know, it's a question I didn't realize I had, but it's like, how come he's so much closer with Luke than with Leia? But it's like, oh no, he, he, this series gave him the opportunity to invest equally in both of them, Mm -hmm. which is so good.
1: Yeah. And I think the answer to, you know, him being closer to Luke, uh, you know, just comes down to a very simple decision from George Lucas like we keep going back to like originally like it was just Luke was at the time like the hero like the hero's journey was going to be Luke that's who he chose and then you know we we connect the dots and he just made a very simple uh, decision conversation Revenge of the Sith where um, Bail Organa goes uh, we've always wanted a girl mm-hmm. and she goes with them you know like yeah. it, it came down to probably to George Lucas, like the simplest, like afterthought of like a reason as to why to split them up and to go elsewhere, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Especially cause it's like, you don't know their brother. And sister. like I have, I do not believe that George Lucas intentionally knew they were brother and sister mm-hmm. when he wrote a new hope. And same thing with him, uh, Vader being Luke's dad. I don't think he knew that until he was writing the script for empire.
1: And- yeah. I, I, I would, probably agree with you um yeah i much like or much different than plenty of other like geniuses like of of the time of world building and i guess to bring back like tolkien and george lucas are nowhere near the same as far as world building Mm -hmm. and i think tolkien had a reason for the little elf at this end of middle earth and there's a reason why he's there and that's the reason it leads into all these other things. Whereas I think George Lucas was literally coming up with a fun space adventure hero's journey. And it has just turned into this like global phenomenon of the, over the last, whatever, 60 years. And so the,
0: the phenomenon of star Wars is so interesting to me. Um Okay. So how do you feel about this characterization of, of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Like where we, we touched on it briefly, but like, He's so wounded and mm-hmm. he's so. It's almost like I'd compare it to, to put it into comic book terms for the Gamma Reads Comics podcast. Of course, yeah. Uh, if I was to redo it or like, I'd compare him to Old Man Logan in mm. the original like seven issue series where he is so destroyed about, you know, his past and what happened in his past that. He doesn't even want to be a Jedi anymore, which is good. And and they 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 went there with it. But I was like, if I could change one thing, is like I wouldn't have him use his lightsaber until the episode five end scene, Mm -hmm. you know, where he just lights it up, and it's like, oh, tease us with that. And then it was like episode three or two or whatever, and it's like, lightsaber. (laughs) I'm like, okay, like that's cool too, I guess. But
1: yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it is just like natural progression. Like I said, where he would be at as far as, like, a logical plot goes. Like, this is where he would be in his, like, life's journey. This is how he would behave. This is how he would um, react with the events that happened. I think for him, you know, being a hermit by himself and, you know, feeling all these things and still doing his duty of, like, protecting Luke is very, like, on-the-cuff Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, where we get a very similar uh acting luke skywalker in the last jedi where i feel like that that whole situation i mean they have their own issues whatever with sequels and whatever i enjoyed them They have Mm -hmm. their issues like every other star wars Mm -hmm. thing ever um but i think for obi-wan kenobi it just makes absolute sense and you know there's always again you gotta keep harping on the people that are like oh, like, that's not my Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, if you're not going to bring him back and he's not going to be awesome and, like, badass right away, then, like, don't bring him back at all. And then it's like, okay, then you don't want any, like, progression of story and you don't want any creativeness. And um, I I personally love where he's at. And to go from where he was at at the beginning to – you know the sixth episode of, of this show where he is that badass but very evidently still broken like you see it you know and it it, the conversations he has with Darth Vader slash Anakin you know when they're in their last battle it's like it's still like heartbreaking it's still oh, it, it, um. you you it much more leads into how Alec Guinness portrays Obi-Wan Kenobi where he's not like you know, he has like the little bit of like slyness to him and like, you know, very well spoken, but like very evidently like old man living out his dying days like in this wasteland. Um and not the happiest fellow you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so I I, I love it and I think I think Obi Wan Kenobi himself in this show is ju- is just perfect.
0: Yeah, I think Obi Wan Yeah, I just I was into it. I, I was really into like his tortured soul of it all because I'm like, oh my gosh! Like when you think about it too, uh, he lost his master. He, and fortunately, obviously Qui Gon to, to what could he could assume is like, okay, there's a greater good here. You know, we have the boy. We have like you know, we can have hope in the Jedi. Then the entire Jedi freaking crumble, and everyone he knows, he loves this boy that he was. He, he's watching over on behalf of his master. Is now you know who who, they, who he spent years training you know you've seen him become a man and then he he feels like he fails at that mission too it's just so and I loved 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 the dialogue that he was having internally with Qui Gon mm-hmm. like it's almost like a prayer to his master I uh, I was so into that and so like like to see him be so wounded I'm like was perfect and accurate i'm like what are you talking about this is trauma people like yeah
1: it, it's it's just plot like it and it's just like logical thinking on like writer's part and to their credit i think they did obi-wan kenobi like wonderfully
0: mm-hmm. um okay how did you feel about the inclusion of leia
1: i was uh you know i was completely uh surprised by it um you know, I was telling uh, my wife, Savvy, before we watched the show together, uh, I was, she was kind of asking me, like, all right, where, where are we leaving off? Like, where is it picking up? And I'm like, well, he's on Tatooine, like, you know, all these sort of, like, all these little details of where he's at. And she, you know, is very, she loves Leia. She loves um, her in in, you know, the original trilogy. She loves her in the sequels. She loves Leia. And uh, she's like, "Do you think like we're gonna see like some Leia in this show?" And I, I literally went, "No, like yeah. no shot." Basically,
0: and basically, <laughs> Kyle said, "Bleep, Leia." No, you
1: <laughs> dummy! <laughs> you know, like Leia. there's no way. Uh, and then, sure enough, eh, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> uh, you know, she's right there, and my and Savvy looked at me and was just like, "Oh, interesting, yeah, Mister Star Wars." Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: sucks to suck, loser. <laughs> um,
1: You know that that was great, and I and I was you know. I had the biggest question mark on, on my face with why, like, why are they going this direction? You know, I see little Leah and, you know, she's like super quirky and I'm just like, where are we going with this? All right. Like, where's my Obi, like my gritty Obi one, you know, <laughs> like, uh, and then man was she, like, was she like so fun? Was she fun from the moment she was on screen to the last moment we see her? She's like, we've already said she's a delight. Um, and, man it it was it was the legacy character i didn't know i desperately needed like a full origin on where it's like i know where leia was born from Mm -hmm. um i know where she like where she gets to but like man did i not know that i needed to see her as like a little kid and how like she's from the get-go just like a firecracker and i mean we see in in a new hope she's the first one to say anything to darth vader like everyone who works under darth vader is terrified of him everyone who ever sees him in any of the original trilogy is just terrified of him and she's right away just like firing at him you know and you're just like where did she get that from like where is this from and you no know, you could connect the dots and say oh You know, Padme had that part to her, like very political and outspoken and and everything um, in front of crowds and stuff. But it was so cool to see just her growing up and her uh, getting to interact in this world and be, you know, like the little star, uh, I think is always awesome. And I think because Leia sometimes gets lost in, you know, Luke Skywalker's shadow, um, which is which is a shame because, man, what a what a like what a deep character. Uh, Leia Organa is and yeah I think the actress is awesome hope mm-hmm. to see her in more things as she grows up
0: yeah yeah absolutely um I think what I want to spend some time talking about is uh the Anakin Obi-Wan relationship where it picked up from here now would you accept that it's funny too it's I think Star Wars also exists in such a weird place now that I, even before I even get into my question um In, like, you... In in taking an episode like this, like, there's so many plot points that can come up that, like, we didn't think about. So, I want to talk about the Anakin-Obi-Wan relationship. And, like, I just think about how... Would it be in your head canon this is the first... Like, it wasn't in New Hope the the next time they saw each other? Um, I mean... Because I feel like there can be people up up, up in arms about that. But I'm also, like, even just... The realization where the third sister says to Obi Wan, she's like, "Oh, you didn't know he's still alive." I'm like, "That's actually a real. That's great. Mm-hmm. There is so much there that we should dive into because I'm like, it it shouldn't be obvious that he just knows that that's Darth Vader, you know?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I don't think there is any reason to like. I I think it made sense both ways. Um, you know, I I am 100 percent okay uh, with them. You know, creating this story where they interact and they fight again, uh, you know, I I don't think it takes anything away from Revenge of the Sith, or and it doesn't take away from A New Hope. I I think both of them still work out perfectly. I mean, it's a little questionable that whether or not you know, you and McGregor is going to actually age to look like Al Guinness did. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> uh, because he's luck. a man that does not age apparently. He's um, so dreamy, but um. Yeah, i i think it I think it makes sense both ways. Like, I'm fine with, like, the lines that Darth Vader says to Obi wan in in A New Hope, where it's just like, "Last time I saw you, I was but like the learner, you know, and stuff like that." Where, y- you know, that could work in both contexts. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, that's it, so it's, vague. Yeah, it's super vague. Where I don't think it's, I don't think this takes away from it. And at the at the time, like, you know, Vader's still like. He he's young as Vader at this point, you know, where yeah, yeah. he's like Anakin's a little bit older under the, you know, the mask, but like Darth Vader himself is still super young. And so I, I think all of this whole situation, Obi-Wan, Anakin, I think is, I think works.
0: I don't know if it was episode, um, I think it was episode three um, where they were cutting back to the training scene of them having like, like a, it was. It looked like it was Attack of the Clones. Anakin, mm-hmm. the, them having their like sparring session. I thought that was so good, and then him saying, "Anakin, you, y- your desire to win is like it's overshadowing. You know, pretty much like what a Jedi is." And it was. I just thought it was so interesting, and like.
1: Yeah, I mean, what a. I mean, people knew that there were going to be flashbacks. Um, you know, so many so many people were, like, begging to see, like, Clone Wars, um, like, animated series Clone Wars, like, attire worn from them, like, if I have to, like, be honest, like, their Clone War, like, war uh, outfits and, like, attire and suits are, like, awesome Mm -hmm. and so like even like myself i think i was like really hoping to like see them in it like in you know like a live action um sequence i'm not disappointed that we didn't get that um because again it was another situation of man did i not know that i needed a scene from that era that attack of the clones era that you know that movie gets very lost in uh star wars fandom where it has a couple really great moments and mostly not great moments. And it's, it's, you know, I saw the whole star Wars marathon in theaters when force awakens was coming out seven movies. Guess which one I slept during (laughs) attack of the clones. So, um, you know, uh, I, I didn't know I needed something from that time. And I think it truly like enhances that era. Uh, and, you know questionable on the deep fake young Anakin looking but just as like he didn't look super young in it oh, be um, cool. <laughs> yeah I'll nitpick a little bit you know <laughs> I think I've deserved I've I've been so nice that uh, really I've been. I've earned uh some nitpicking here and there and
0: I was on a phone call for the fans. I was on a phone call with Jesse Watson, the other podcast regular. And he literally like said, this was the worst ever. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I was like, I don't feel that way. I actually really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I liked it. I think as much as I've liked Mandalorian, um, uh, especially, especially Mandalorian season two. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. But he was like he thought the writing he could do better. And I was like, oh, okay, I was like, whatever, dude. But there you go. If you're wondering on Jesse's opinion. So you have been nice is because I feel like this show is so divisive. People feel the way about this that they do about solo. And I'm like, it's no. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I think I said it at the very beginning. You give me a fun space adventure. I'm there. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. That's what Star Wars was at the very beginning. That's what it's always been: is a fun space adventure. Yeah. It's not perfect. It's not, you know, the most elegant writing you've ever seen in your life. It's not Oscar worthy, by any means. Um, depending on your take on the Oscars, but <laughs> uh, but I mean, um, man, do I just I just love the world. I, I'm here for the galaxy far, far away, and so. I am not the harshest critic when it comes to yeah. to my galaxy far far away, really.
0: Um going back to Anakin, Obi Wan, uh, I like the flashbacks, I like that. How did you feel about, I guess, Hayden Christensen's return to Anakin and then the the, the way he characterized his disdain towards Obi Wan? How did you how did you like that setup or or how it was conceived?
1: Um, yeah, I mean uh, I think, frankly, we're—I mean—we're lucky that we got Hayden Christensen back. Um, yeah, at, to play Anakin, he did not have to do that. Uh, he was treated horribly. I didn't know that, obviously, until I was much older. And, <laughs> you were really. I was a little kid. Uh, well, I was a little kid at the time, and I loved those movies as like a little kid. And you know whether I disliked Anakin's choices in the movie, but um, hmm. in the movies, but I loved those movies, and I. It's funny, like, in, in interviews and stuff like that, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen were both saying just, like, uh, you know, everyone had voiced their opinion at that time. Like, critics hated our movies, hated our prequel movies. Yeah. Uh, Not a positive thing was said about them at the time. And so we were just, like, we failed. Like, they were bad. And then we, you know, it got to a little bit older or, like, a little bit later. And, like, all of a sudden people were coming out of the woodworks saying how much, like, they love... Us as Obi Wan and Anakin, they love uh those movies, and we're like, oh yeah, like these were made for th- These, are, yeah, and like the kids grew up and got social medias, and were able to reach out in that way, and were able to send us messages and stuff like that. And that is very much like my experience with it was like, man, and so many people my age are like, yeah, we love those movies. Like, all like my friends are just like, yeah, we want to see. Uh, we could watch Darth Maul fight all day. Like literally, Uh, Darth
0: Maul's cool.
1: Literally one of my best friends, um, who is by no means a nerd and hates most things. Nerds. is my friend Scotty. Oh, okay. Um, and
0: Scotty is, Scotty's very cool, but he's he's cool cool enough to diss star Wars. I'll say it.
1: I agree. But he's very much of like, yeah, oh, yeah, the Phantom Menace, Pod Racing, Darth Maul, yeah, love that, you oh, know, yeah. like kind of stuff like that, and Darth Maul's um,
0: even his look is so freaking uh, cool.
1: What a guy! What a it, it, it makes sense why he died and came back like thirty five times, um, but in,
0: in live action and <laughs>
1: it doesn't matter, he's there. You just say, yeah, sure, robot legs for sure, mm. um, but.
0: That's actually that's the episode of Clone Wars I want to watch. It's like just Obi-Wan's mm. new fight with Darth Maul.
1: Well, I told you. I said, I, I watched the Clone Wars too. If it didn't have Anakin, Obi-Wan, or Ahsoka in the thumbnail picture, I did not watch it. <laughs> you know, there's literally like episodes that are probably great for a bunch of people out there, but it's like some it's youngling number five getting his new lightsaber and like i just this would be a waste of 30 minutes for me personally but good for them who wrote it and made it and good for that youngling but who's probably dead uh but anyway going back to you know just the whole anakin and obi-wan and of, of it all and you know we had talked about it previously in uh, we had, we a, had a character. Long phone call. A, yeah, we did have a long phone call before this, which we should have just recorded and added yep. it to the beginning of this. I but, don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. <laughs> um, you know, a character, a very central character to the show that we haven't even mentioned yet, who is Riva. We kind of talked about third how. Sister. Yes. Oh, you did say third sister, mm-hmm. Not Reva, I guess, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I literally don't. I'm yeah. just so bad with their names <laughs> and they don't make them easy to remember. Like, and there's
1: a lot of quick characters in this, in this show, but, um, But, I mean, as far as, like, the Obi-Wan and Anakin of it all, like, if I were to be honest, like, if I have an Obi-Wan Kenobi show coming out at this time, just me selfishly am, like, I don't want to see anyone on screen except for Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen in a Darth Vader suit. The only exception is... No, the only (laughs) exception is flashback and it's actually Hayden Christensen's (laughs) face where it's, like, that's my selfish desire of a star wars fan who grew up with those two characters specifically being buddy buddy you know um like that's where like if i had my perfect uh show like that's what i would have wrote if i could have written it i would have written it and i would be the writer of it you know um shoulda woulda coulda but there's still time Uh, yeah i'll I'll go
0: star wars flashbacks that's right dude
1: that'd be so good we are actually kind of getting that in animated series but it's of uh, like ahsoka and then like young count dooku which is gonna be really cool tales of the jedi check it out i think in september (laughs) um that could be totally wrong time like timing wise but you'll see it um (laughs) but no i mean Man, do I just love those two characters interacting. And a credit to that, like, their chemistry. Uh, their chemistry is evident from the moment we see them in Attack of the Clones. And they're just, like, they're good friends off camera. And good friends off camera, like, that showed in all of their scenes in the prequels. Um, it showed, like, acting. They acted their butts off when it all went down in the end of Revenge of the Sith, you know, where you know oh. that end that end fight is kind of memeable now but man like it's like it's heartbreaking it's like they genuinely like thought to themselves like if i were to lose this like friend or if i was to lose this person like this is how like we would react and cry and be upset and you know to get to see them during this time and man does their chemistry like even under the darth vader suit like you can tell it's hayden you can tell um that he's like popping out of it and their chemistry is just like second to none in star Wars, in my, in my opinion. Um, but like going back to like the whole like Reva thing we had talked about it again, um, on this, this wonderful phone call that we had where it's like, man, I love that. I do love that character. I do love that character, but like have her in the Riva show, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's, that's where I go with it. I don't know if you probably have like a later question about her and that whole aspect of the show, but um, I just can't help mention it. Just talking about Hayden and you and McGregor and wanting them on screen more where they're half the show, but I wanted more, you yeah. know, that's my just desire because yeah. I love them so much.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't have too many questions about her. I thought her arc was really good and like, I don't know. I just think, yeah, I just wanted to talk about stuff I liked. <laughs> 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 and not that I didn't like her. It's just like, okay, cool. I liked, you know what? I liked her twist. I think that was really cool the way that they, what am I trying to say? The, it was, it led to my favorite moment that just makes me like Obi-Wan more. And not a, like, her journey just led to me liking Obi-Wan more, which is the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. And it was at the end when, you know, because I, I, I watched this through twice now because I told Kyle in this phone call and that's why we didn't record that is that I didn't even realize Kyle was there. He pretty much, he's like, oh yeah, like she was an undercover Jedi. And I was like, she's an undercover Jedi? Like what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, it's very like, it's very much so in a, in a different spin probably like how they wrote it where it's like it's a youngling who, you know, witnessed the death of everyone in the Jedi Council and the whole, you know, the temple uh, and had an experience with Anakin and she knows that he turned to the dark side and, uh, you know, somehow she connected the dots that he became Vader. Um, and so it, it wasn't, I, I think how they wrote it wasn't as much of like, she was undercover like spy-esque as much as like she wanted vengeance the only way she knew that she could get anywhere close to him is by going that route the inquisitor route into using like her powers and you know expressing her hatred towards him acting as if she has that hatred towards like other jedi and she was willing to do anything that she could to get to vader to kill him and to have him in the perfect spot and yeah that's what i had mentioned was like man the coolest arc the coolest story arc and idea is like a jedi pretending to be pretending to be evil yeah. you know like that's probably a Definitely. direction they could have gone with kylo ren um you know if if it, if we were in a different universe mm. um that ain't bad. they absolutely could have i mean it's he ended up good as ben solo again so um, they could have done that very similar beat but like that would be such a cool thing to, for someone out there to explore and like their writing and in some sort of medium and yeah like I agree with you I think her arc is is wonderful um you know and then she did have like a couple cool moments of like awesome parkour in one of the first episodes that was by yeah. all means not necessary at all and looked like like a Batman. It video was game sick. but it was sick <laughs> it, I, it honestly rem- re- reminded me of like some like um uh, you know like arkham knights batman games you know, going through those cities uh going through that city but yeah yeah um, long-winded answer again no
0: it's good it's good um i think but uh, to to say why it reminded me of my favorite obi-wan moment was that number one she's so heartbroken that she didn't she, what, what did she and this is I, lo- I lost this part too and it's like why i probably didn't Bring it up. Was she trying to get at Vader by killing Luke? Killing what he loved the most? Or, um, or not the or...
1: Uh like at the end?
0: Yeah. When she like tried to like dig him in a hole or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I think I think really what she wanted to do at that point, um like I think still at that point she hated Vader. And I think she went um to get Luke. And I think it could have gone one or two ways if she was still planning on like, you know, going the route of wanting to get to Vader is at this point. I don't think like like obviously Vader has no clue that Luke's there, uh, that his child's there. Um, And so I think she was going originally to like expose that. um, But then. I imagine was probably like built up hatred and anger where like she would have been just as fine like killing him too, because she knows that like if she had killed Luke as well and brought Luke to Vader or had then told Vader afterwards, after he's dead would have caused just as much anger in his eyes that like, Oh, he could have had his son as his own, you know, dark side protege, you know? And so, And we've, we see multiple times where Darth Vader is, or Anakin's very, um, capable of being heartbroken as Vader, you know, where, um, I think it could have gone a number of ways if she was to go through with it.
0: Yeah. I think, um, yeah, no, I I totally agree. And, and to bring it back to her feeling like she failed her friends or whatever, her classmates or her fellow Padawans by, um. By not killing him, and then Obi Wan coming up and saying, "No, like you brought them peace," which is oh, like, mm-hmm. perfect. Like, oh, that was perfect. Um, was was just everything I needed from that. Um, but lastly, and I, I kind of got to cut cut out a couple question questions we'd usually do. I just want to talk about the freaking Anakin Obi Wan fight at the last episode, mm. which was literally the coolest thing ever. Can I just say? I think Star Wars did something. There's two moments. I forget the second one or the first one, whatever it landed at. There's two uh, two moments that I think that they got they they stole from Spider Man. I think there's I think Star Wars should start taking. And maybe it, I'm just too dense, but this one felt very like on the nose.
1: Can I can I yeah, yeah. can I guess one? Is it when Obi wans stuck under the rubble and he hears the voices? Uh-huh. I'm like,
0: okay, ASM 33, I see you. Yeah. Okay. Like, literally, that was a full spot. That was literally homecoming, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, again, ASN 33. Pick it up. Um, it's a grail for me. But <laughs> I think that is, like, literally the most... I think it's perfect. And it's yeah. exactly what we needed. Because it also, like, kind of got to show us, like, his... Um, I feel like we've never gotten to see Obi-Wan in his full Jedi power. And that was exactly what I wanted. I wanted to see him freaking just go ham. Because I think... I stand. Obi Wan is the greatest Jedi, like hard stop. I'll I'll go there, um, because he's literally like. He's also so freaking heartbroken. I was thinking, I'm like, I don't know of, of any other character in the Star Wars universe that maybe leia because her whole planet blew up which is very <laughs> sure, fair yeah. it's very which fair, she
1: reacts fairly well to yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: very resilient it yeah. didn't take her 10 years <laughs> yeah.
1: and then what in the force awakens like 40 other planets get yeah, blown yeah, up in front of them Starkiller and they're just base. like well it happens <laughs> yeah,
0: literally i'm like that is i i also thought about that but i just mean Nobody, nobody has taken tragedy so well to use it as a tool I, I, and use it as a mm-hmm. mentor as Obi Wan has, which I was just so uh, impressed by. So yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, I think there's something to say for sure about the character itself and the way that he's written in the sense of like he's by no means very openly like from George Lucas and from all the writing that he's by no means the most powerful, mm-hmm. um, but he is all of the all of the good. Um, you know it's 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 evident that there's some negativity surrounding the jedi, you know, in all different mediums for star wars, but he is everything like good and just and right that like the jedi um was built for. You know, and like he I I agree with you that I think he's the greatest jedi because he 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 is all the positive aspects of it.
0: Yeah, he literally is just yeah, he's everything they stand for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In, in spite of all of the tragedy he's faced, you yeah. know? And so, and, and, and this uh, when this was originally announced as a movie, and I think it's one of the tail end uh, Star Wars things they were announcing, this was my absolute number one most excited because I love oh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. He's always been my favorite because I remember being... So, I, I was in kindergarten when Phantom Menace came out, so my dad took me to the theater for that and i very like vaguely remember but i just remember seeing ewan mcgregor as uh obi-wan and that and he just reminded me of nightwing because of his (laughs) hair and batman the animated series and i was like that's my favorite one and so then uh, later just thinking like i'm like oh wow he's still really cool just like being a five-year-old thinking like a teenager's hot i'm Mm -hmm. like like, yeah i guess i thought he was hot (laughs) (laughs) i meant to say cool no problem there he looked really good so love it But um, but yeah, just just seeing that I was like, I, it was always a character I I recognized, and then the growth that uh, he had. Okay, I have one more question. Um, I guess two more, but the last one will be easy, and you expect it. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about that fight?
1: Um, I, I, just like in general, um, you know, we've gotten so many cool like force sequences um in different mediums such as like comic books and uh video games but those are at the end of the day like as far as star wars is concerned very like a niche uh you know where the average joe isn't gonna go buy, um you know star wars the force unleashed mm-hmm. uh you know well obviously it's not in you can get it on ebay or probably at some game stops <laughs> but um you know, there's just there's just these moments where like the the characters are able to do these like insane force uh, like moves, and uh, you can see it in some comics and in even like some some books that have come out that are like canon, uh, and we just haven't seen them in you know, in like live action or in our actual Star Wars shows and movies that we're going to, um you know that were that more people are going to see and i mean you could call that i don't know if it's budgeting or i don't like i, I that doesn't even i don't even give that as an excuse because they're always multi-billion dollar you know projects projects so it's like that like you can't use that in ex as an excuse but you know that's something that like the sequels i think just could have done better as far as you know like lightsaber sequences as far as like using the force like man, you have all the budget in the world to do these great, incredible movies that you know are going to make over a billion dollars. And, like, the best you're going to give me is, like, you know, I don't know, Ray heals a Big Snake thing? Like, you know? like, uh, it is. (laughs) Where that's great, and that has 100% a great place in the Star Wars universe. But, man, give me some cool Force sequences. Uh, And I think this, like, just whole sequence and scene just delivers that so well um you know and how they're able to capture incredible like four sequences and keep such great cinematography and also feel the absolute like heart and soul of Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor um definitely like one of my all-time like favorite moments I I actually have a, a few people who I had talked to episodes one through five told me every single week how much they hate it and then they got to the last episode and they were just like I really enjoyed the final episode.
0: Oh, it was so good. To
1: their credit. I mean, you know, it's to for me, I think the ending of any show is much more difficult to capture than, you know, the start. Um and for me, I think it was, you know, it was pretty good like the whole way through and I enjoyed it. But um to end it like so well I think is is just so impressive and um yeah, I, I I loved it. Long okay. tangent again. Sorry no, that good, probably good. made you uh, skip some of your questions. I'm pissed.
0: Um <laughs> no, it was so good and like literally that I think I think it is in my head canon that Obi-Wan does beat Vader in a fight and that could probably set a lot of people off, but I'm like I just literally think that I just think he's so great and that's really my reason. And mm-hmm. I like him more. So yeah. and he's won in two fights. That's a really good reason too. So There you go. Uh, and then like oh he he, the argument that Vader beat Obi-Wan in A New Hope mm, he, I'm like guys he turned off his lightsaber and he <laughs> he, he didn't move so yeah. uh, I guess two questions to, to close it out I didn't think it would go for an hour and we're at an hour right now so congrats man um, I'm glad I'm glad we're there uh, I can go what would you rate this series out of 10
1: um Um, I would give it a solid, I would give it a solid eight for me, um, where I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, I had fun with each, uh, episode, but I, I felt there were so many things going on, um, with Obi-Wan not on screen. Um, you know, that probably just knocked off those two points for, for my nitpicky self. So,
0: yeah, I'd probably put it at, I'd probably put it at a 8.5. And especially nice. with the new stuff, because also I'm not, I'm like, Oh no, I'm not the, the best part about being a casual star Wars fan is I'm not so critical of like, like I can't be nitpicky. 100%. I, I'm just not that invested, which is like a blessing and like something I wish that I could have with me when I watch comic book movies. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and I just can't, but, uh,
1: Hey, I'm sure if we were good to go back and like you know listen to our previous episodes of this podcast, you know how like Star Wars is much more kind of like my thing more than your thing. Oh, whereas yeah. like like I love comics, but like you love comics, yeah. you know. Uh, and so I'm I'm curious like if we were to go back and listen to uh, you know this episode and then previous episodes where I'm I'm on your podcast. Like, I'm curious to know if, like, this is very evidently where I have, like, more to say and, oh, like, yeah. more, like, feeling behind it. Oh, than absolutely. Um, which I'm sure is what uh, any listener would probably get from this episode.
0: Good, good. And, like, you know, that's the one thing is, like, I wish I had more. People want me, and I, I've said this on the pod, too, people want me to be way more into Star Wars than I am. And I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm just not. And, mm-hmm. that's, and that's with everything. Like, I'm strictly a comic book guy. I'm, I don't have much to say about Harry Potter. I don't have much to say about star Wars or Lord of the Rings. I'm like, just because I like one fandom doesn't mean I like all of them. You know, have you
1: read any star Wars comics?
0: No. And I think I want, I think I've read an issue or two. Uh,
1: the number one thing to check out, Ooh, recommendation from me, not from from you, by the way, I've never given Cameron a comic book recommendation. He's always given them to me (laughs) like to like every comic I've read is because of him. And I'm so thankful for it. Um, but, uh, the Darth Vader solo series. There's two. Um, oh, is there? There's it,
0: Kieran Gillen and there's um, I think Charles Soule.
1: Hmm. And talk. Charles Soule is.
0: I love Charles Soule as a writer. So if we're going to talk about comic books, I love Charles Soule. I think his She Hulk run is really good. I'm currently reading his Daredevil. Um. Yeah. So it, I I've heard from Jason and Ashley that his. Uh, Vader run is really, really good. Uh, he's actually currently on the modern star Wars series. So like Jason Aaron wrote, I think the first 30 issues and now, uh, Charles soul is on the next three issues. So do do you have it, dude? I can keep going. You keep going. Okay. So, uh, I actually, okay, there you go. I read the first issue of the Charles soul star, star Wars series, which actually does a really, really, really. If I was to recommend a new series to pick up for Star Wars, if someone wants to read it, I would recommend that one because he, the way he pans, it takes place in between the Empire and Return of the Jedi, and the way he literally illustrates where Empire leaves off, uh, going into Return of the Jedi is so freaking cool. Like, and there's no words; it's all just the flashbacks to the Vader. Uh, Luke fight which was so freaking good and it kind of shines a light on how distraught and disheveled the entire uh, rebellion was and that's not something I, I I picture
1: it's a Kieran Gillen
0: Kieran Gillen run okay yeah. great so I played Charles Soule for whatever for, for his current <laughs> Star Wars run hey,
1: and at the end of the day I could very well mean the Charles Soule one uh- <laughs> <laughs> Read them both. Tell me which one you like better. It's probably
0: I- I've heard they're both the really good and like those- they're
1: they're phenomenal and it's something I I didn't um know that I you know, I I grew up with Star Wars, but I kind of left Star Wars comics to themselves. Um I know they've kind of always been there and they've been much more popular in the last 10 years or so. Yeah. Um but I never touched them and then I yeah, I think geek history lesson was talking about the darth vader book and i was just like okay well if this guy hasn't said anything nice about star wars ever but really likes this one yeah um you know so um, give it a shot and it's it's great
0: great 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 i like i want to like kieran gillen more i haven't read enough of his stuff so that, that would be a bad move um and i'll probably come to you with all my questions uh okay i don't i gave my rating um last question is if there was to be a second season, which I really do think is highly likely. Um, if there was going to be a second season, what would you want to see?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the, I think season two would be nothing probably more than like a cash grab for them, um, you know, and just, that. and for sure, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious to know with time, how the f- fan base as like a whole feels about the series. And if, you know, if as many people are asking for a season two as that we're asking for this series in the first place, then I, I think there, it's a no brainer for them to, to do it. Um, and we, we had talked previously, uh, you know, my whole like Qui-Gon, uh, rant of me being pissed that we only got him for like three seconds. Uh, just because I, again, nitpicky, Uh, selfish Star Wars fan wanted it it, in at least at least seven episodes of them talking (laughs) (laughs) of of him explaining everything that you know obviously Qui-Gon states that he's been around the whole time he probably knows everything that's gone down you know but to have uh, Obi-Wan have an opportunity to actually like Voice everything that happened, and give the story like and be able to like go to him and cry to him and and just talk with him. You know, some of the most powerful scenes of the original trilogy was Luke talking to obi-wan as as and Obi-wan's a ghost, and really is the one who explains the world to him, um you know, is something i I think it would have been very awesome to uh, really see where Obi-Wan got that relationship, you know, where he wanted to do for Luke, what Qui-Gon, obviously we kind of get now what Qui-Gon does for Obi-Wan at this time. Yeah, And so, I, I mean, it, if I had it my way in a season two, I want it picking up them walking together, them going into the cave and them just sharing like this, like powerful, like male to male uh empathetic emotional conversation yeah which we very rarely get in tv shows and movies and yeah. them to just like be heartbroken together but Qui-Gon to be very Qui-Gon and saying like this is all part of the plan
0: yeah I'm like yeah, the best thing this show did for me was get me to want to watch more Star Wars so mm-hmm. I, I'm like I'm like stuck on what I'm gonna watch but I. Uh, I think I'm similar to you. I'd want a little bit of both, though. I'd want. I think I would want another Anakin Obi Wan interaction. Maybe one more, but if, if mostly flashbacks. But even before before I became obsessed with Obi Wan like I am now, my number one was Qui Gon. I always think mm-hmm. I always thought Qui Gon was like the coolest. And so, like you said, the biggest blessing of getting Liam Neeson back is enough to get my foot in the door and enough to make me want more Mm because who's to say they stay in the cave you know what i mean and who's and why couldn't he have an experience with luke too
1: Um, oh yeah i mean i think a hundred percent i i think there's so much room there and i i think there's so many ways that i you know if i thought about it for long enough i could probably come up with a fairly decent pitch for something but um you know i'm not going to be the the lead writer on it and i know whoever does it you know, I think there's so many directions for them to go. And I, I think there's a lot of room with like these other characters that, you know, that they built. Uh, again, I I prefer if it's an Obi-Wan Kenobi show, I want you and McGregor McGregor on the screen all the time, the whole time. Uh, that's just me. Um, you know, but they did kind of give us some like pretty cool characters with some really like actually really popular and like really good actors and actresses. Yeah. Um, and so I think they've they've built something to where, you know, at the end of the day, if it's just one season, it's a limited series. Like, you know, yeah, we're so thankful we got it. But yeah, exactly. like there's there's so much room for them. Uh, Endless possibilities now in this little timeline to where uh, I think they could totally fit something.
0: And I honestly think that it's a ca- it, if it's just going to be a cash grab, that's a good enough reason for any of them. So, 100%. 100%. Like that has never stopped Disney before. 100%. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much, Kyle, for coming on the Camera Reads Comics podcast today uh, and talking about Star Wars. So this is pretty much the Kyle Talks Star Wars podcast today, mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, if we see anything else we need uh, to talk about or if you ever just want to talk about it on the podcast and feel like you need to get it off your chest – Come on by because I'll have questions and we will. You can walk me through because I was always thinking, I was like, Kyle, what if we did a Clone Wars season one, season two review, whatever, season three? I don't know how many seasons there are. I don't think I can do that. So, no. Ooh. Okay. I got ideas, but um, <laughs> we'll um, talk. We'll talk. Um, Kyle, thank you so much for me on the podcast. Everyone, make sure to check out uh, uh, Cambridge Comics on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, and make sure to go like and subscribe uh, and leave a comment or with those like and subscribe buttons on YouTube. We will see you guys next time.